0: okay here we are sorry <laughs> uh thanks everybody for coming out and hanging out with us on the live streams and uh we're running a little bit late tonight but we just wanted to like give people the opportunity to get in here because again we switch nights but uh sorry a reputation
1: sorry. so we run late we switch nights
0: yeah so we thank you lost. thank you to those <laughs> that we get to go on tangents i wonder how many we're gonna have tonight oh i forgot my notepad for um Time stamps for.
1: Oh no! All right, I'll, I'll be the boss. Okay,
0: okay, okay. Uh, Venport says no hyper again. Yeah, his his schedule's been really we, we miss all him. over the place. Yeah, we we really do. Um, so does our brand.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, his his schedule's been really all over the place, and it's hard to lock down a night. We've been trying to move stuff around, but life is more important than um, stuff like this. So. Yeah. So first of all, thanks everybody to coming out again. As always, thanks to the patrons. We got big Blake, Brad, Terror game, Darth Nader, Exalted Tilapia, Gronko. It's just Rory, Clismo, Tim Neek, j Rowe, Joey Edge, Ronald Accuser, Running Around, Sure Fox, Sure Thing, and Nathan. There we go. Out of the way. Um, Thank you guys for being patrons as always. uh, we Thank you. Making it happen. Appreciate your support. Um, The next drawing for patrons will be, what, beginning of October, I believe. Sounds right. Last one was July. Yeah. Yep. and we'll do similar things uh tokens shirt um the crucible challenge all that stuff uh big things coming up we got nashcon this coming weekend sam is going oh, i am no. not uh we'll get to that eventually <laughs> it's not too late it's not too um late. It's, it's not too late there's <laughs> a, there's like one spot that opened up we're like are you gonna come or not like what's going on are you, why aren't you coming to nashcon i'm like I can't people don't understand. I mean, okay. You know what? I'm going to get to it right now. Listener question. Uh, Jimmy to hand. Why isn't (laughs) desert going to Nashcon? Um, big things is I only get so much leave per year and I have to like request it in advance. And it basically was like either Nova or Nashcon. And then the wife's family was coming by and I got the dates mixed up. They were here this last weekend, not next weekend. So I messed that up. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just really this timing. You sound like maybe it's dull. Please don't. Uh, my, wife's, my wife's actually sick right now, so I really hope not. Um, no, don't you do sound it. like maybe getting sick. You know, I mean, that would be my excuse for Nashcon. Next time, Omnis asked me for the 30th time.
1: Of, <laughs> I think now. Miller means it the other way around. <laughs> uh, he's trying to figure it out.
0: Fair enough. I'll accept that. But yeah, uh, it's just it's just not in the schedule this year. We're gonna be trying to make it out next year for NashCon though. Uh, Trying to hit quite a few of the events between Adepticon, NashCon. I'll probably do Nova again. Um, I'm looking forward to Nova though. I'm gonna try and see what I can pull off with Malak at that Nova. But anyways uh so that answers that question I'll do it later uh other things that came out we got some cool card a cool card for torch just came out today that thing was pretty oh that looks dope, sick. I think
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's basically like all ebbed up with incinerate for energy attack dealers but there's quite a bit of them in shield um What's I least, like it I, I think it's cool. Iron
1: Man the actual like the human torch guy and Hawkeye yeah.
0: and... uh Widow has some energy attacks
1: oh yeah 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 Like basic ones, that right? Yeah, oh man, yeah, yeah, two threat character throwing six dice at something that's scary,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing is like you get six dice on a two threat. Hello,
1: Uh, and you're incinerated Um, to boot. Like, it's not like all webbed up where you're like you're slowed, right? Like, oh, I'm slowed, I'm not getting away. This is like literally your worst at defense,
0: (laughs) yeah. And the rolling more dice, rolling more dice, and you're worse at defense. It's it's pretty spicy, and then like. Torch has, like, some pretty crazy attacks if he has more dice to be able to pull off his triggers. Like, well He's an <laughs> interesting character.
1: So I I, yeah. I kept reading his card, and I kept thinking there was going to be a heal somewhere, on there, like a self-heal, you know, like gain, yeah. like, oh, like gain one health. And then, like, the more I thought about it, I was thinking maybe, like, actually, maybe that's not that bad because he's going to eat into his own health. So you're going to, you know, potentially limit the power that your opponent's gaining when they actually, like, try to, like, lay into him. And then... Yeah also, you're gonna I mean, it's counter <laughs> counteractive to that effect. But you could also like getting double clapbacks into him. Right? So he's like, Oh, he's got one health left. Whoop, He went down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's down. <laughs> Let's shoot some stuff. Got your back. <laughs> I got your back.
0: Then I got your back again. <laughs> um, some other things to consider, I guess With this card is initiative might actually be more appealing if you take mm-hmm. somebody it's like a high energy attack. Uh, I don't think Ooh, you really want to run yeah. Malakith with shield, but like <laughs> that is kind of interesting. <laughs> Having a turn where you're just getting incinerate there with nine dice pierce. Like, yeah, you get to drop the stagger. <laughs> you, you get that
1: opportunity to drop a stagger at some point, too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, maybe. Yeah. Thanos? Thanos maybe. has it that big be old eight die. That big old eight die energy attack yeah. you can do. Crank that thing up, oh, to, who, up to 10.
0: Who else? Vision's energy beam? Uh, That'd be kind of fun. Oh. But I don't know if he really cares for initiative. There's plenty of characters out there. I think I think a, a card could actually see initiative, like see some use. It's interesting.
1: Yeah. Oh, even uh, anyways. Darkstar, Darkstar could be a fun one with that.
0: Oh, Darkstar would be pretty interesting there. If they could pass for power, it'd be better. But yeah. 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 Well, it is what it is. All right. Uh, don't forget to use the tournament shoutout channel to advertise your local scene and see if you can get some people to travel to you uh challenge of the week last week we had wide with no three threat leader um did you pick one because i picked one
1: i voted i voted on one of them
0: okay i don't i didn't see a tag from you anyways i voted for a goose because i'm i love sinister right now He used sinister and i like his game plan he's running shield with sinister so you have the grunt from shield running cloning banks and he said, like at twenty threat, you could eventually pop in eight people with two of your characters being four threat, which is kind of crazy.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I like I like the Goose's roster.
1: I apparently didn't vote. Uh, Vance was the the, bo- the boat the vote because I appreciated his use of so, power gem Star Lord. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> I
0: voted for that one at first, and then I saw a Goose's, and I was like, okay, I got to go with this because it's got sinister in it, and um. But like I voted for I like dances a lot too actually because I was yeah. like man this guy's clever right here power That's star true. Power, That's true. Pa- yeah real <laughs> smart real clever there you got me there touche <laughs> touche <right>. <laughs> oh I'm too slow with the roll right now uh, it's worth soundbite touche there it is <laughs> we had a we had a moment to actually use a soundboard I missed it all right <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to the main topic. Unless there's anything else you want to cover under announcements. I think that's it. No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, so this week we're going to finish off our core box secures with extremists or riots. I forget. I always, I, I was call it riots.
1: Um, I, I've been calling it extremists more and more because yeah, my phone, if I type like E X T R, my phone will auto correct it to extremists. And then all I have to do is like <laughs> backspace twice and we're there. <laughs>
0: that's that's fair
1: <laughs> laziness that's fair that's fair
0: i like i like the same riots it's it's easy is good. all right um so let's just jump right into this we have extremist consoles it's d-shape and it is a standing type of secure yeah. uh we kind of hit it last week with standing i right, don't really need to beat a dead horse with this one but um stand on it, you're standing it, there yeah
1: <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> You're uh and then we have the the points we have the diamond <laughs> shape and a lot of people don't really like like i i swear people say oh yeah i don't like d's or i don't like the d shape i don't like the d shape just like this affiliation doesn't like d's and i swear that's like the most commonly thing when it comes to secures is affiliations a lot of times are said to not like d's but i feel like people are just afraid to explore it what do you what do you think about that
1: i i don't know i kind of Split the difference on this one. Take a coward's position, where I think that yeah. there are affiliations that don't like the D shape. I don't think that Winterguard is particularly fond of a D shape secure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he's is a bunch of slow movers. Who cares, right? It'll be fine. Um, I also think you don't that...
0: need to move. You don't need to move very far though, if you're doing like the quadrant plan, which we'll yes. get into.
1: Yeah, so I think that that's also part of it is that people kind of. I think that it's really easy to lose track of how important the objective game is. And uh yep. D shapes are one of the shapes in the game where you have to spend more time double moving than I think a lot of people want to.
0: But wouldn't that be good for an affiliation that like wants to stand on points and not be moved or
1: attacked? Maybe. I mean, I so play... Wouldn't,
0: wouldn't that actually be good for Winterguard?
1: It could be. I mean... This this is kind of like going back to the uh, discussion on on your formula, right? So like infinity (laughs) formula where (laughs) uh, you know, is is this good or bad for, uh, for a narrow team? Like, I think we talked, we touched on that in the infinity formula episode. But we've, you know, we've touched on that quite a few times over the course of the show so far, where it's like, you know, there's so many different approaches to this game where you can look at it one way, and it looks bad, and then you look at it uh, from a different angle. And you're like, actually, what if I just did this instead? So I, as a player, I tend to bounce around between my my approaches yeah. to the game. Like sometimes I just want to want a gutter brawl. And other times I want to play uh, a lot more of a finesse game. And uh, that keeps well, the game fresh for me.
0: I would say that I think the majority of the community has really and I've heard multiple people say this, like the game has really come to like, let's just fight D's um, <laughs> help with a that. D3, <laughs> do they? Do, like, do they help with this fight?
1: I think that they help avoid the just fight because you have a lot more space, I and mean, we'll, we'll get to some. Well, that's that's what I'm getting to. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm getting. That's like my my point here is you have all the issues of people just like wanting to fight, and a D doesn't do that. I think that's why people like kind of stray away from the D's. However, I know you, you used to play Black Order all the time, mm-hmm. um, and wasn't Cosmic Portals a like a standard like a a standard crisis for them
1: uh, after the points. The, the November changes, right, where the gems change yeah. and, the, and the, the threat value for uh, time became uh, unusable and not unusable. Time became a very specific <laughs> use. Yeah, it was yeah. no longer like just like this thing that I had stapled to my Thanos and space kind of stepped into that role and it was cheaper. Not as good, but it was cheaper. And so the Black Order core kind of went from, from 15 or 17 to 16. And uh, yeah. I, I still like, and I, I like extremist consoles too. I have played extremist consoles a point down. I've played it with a uh, Corvus and Thanos and the fourth threat and I've done it with uh, just Corvus leadership. I think that extremist consoles is great for people who actually want to fight because it, it because really can heal things out. And, and yeah, if you're, so tough, you can heal.
0: So here's, I think we're, I, we're kind of getting, I'm, I'm kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, but, <laughs> but um, I think, riots almost like encourages a fighting team. Like you're saying it spreads it out, but like what it's doing for the person who wants to have the fight is, it's letting you make those one V ones or those like two V twos or the two V one even, because sometimes the person's just going to pick the wrong side of the table to go, or they're not going to like, they're going to be too focused on like, I got to stay here and I got to do this and I got to do this. And then it's going to allow you as like the attrition piece or the, the beat down, um, to yes. go through and be able to like manage those matchups more effectively than your opponent is. So I I'd argue that I think people should be looking to D shapes more than they have in the past because they're saying they don't like them because there's no like center fight, but I there is, you have two points that are on the center line.
1: So definitely you got two points that are on the center line and uh if if anybody approaches those then you're gonna have fights there I think one of the things that makes the the extremists or riots feel this way specifically is that when those fights resolve you have a lot fewer pieces on the board right so either one person's like if if one person dogpiles one point or you know takes yeah we are getting ahead of ourselves but if, if you win those fights and uh you know you eliminate a model or two now it does put someone in the position of actually needing to move around the map a lot more and stop fighting to try and score points. Yeah, <clears throat> which I, th- I think is uh, it I don't know. D shapes are really interesting. It, it I really like D shapes, so uh, I'm running two D shapes in my main roster right now. And uh, if I could fit a third one in that I like, I might.
0: Right now, I have E kind of C and D, <laughs> so kind of C. <laughs> kind of C. <laughs> So yeah, I, I was running Scoundrels, but I dropped. I, I think I'm gonna go to drop Scoundrels for riots. Um, Scoundrels is a scary into Kingpin. It really is. I thought I could handle it, but I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have D shape, standing type, and it's a points. It shares a shape with Cosmic Invasion yeah. hammers and spider portals. I think this also brings up something with like the the shape itself is with Hydra coming out and. Skull 2.0 or whatever you want to call him. Um, a large base will be able to get points for standing on deployment on the D-shapes. Like if it's a hammer or yeah. a cosmic or portals or riots even. Um, just just throwing it out there. I'm sure a lot of people are already aware of this. But like some people don't quite think about that. And it's just like, oh, wow. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's why I like Malakith under Red Skull. I'm really excited to
1: play it. No, that, that, that home D point is definitely within reach of a large base character, which means that a home E point is also in reach of a large base character. Yep. So you got to watch out for that on Demons Downtown. Otherwise, you're <clears throat> obviously MODOK, right? Because MODOK's the one everybody plays. Your Modoc's going to want to <laughs> yeah. be incinerated on start the game.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, shares type with, you put all stand secures. Well, oh, to, just, yeah, I see
1: what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, This is a secure where all you're going to do is stand around on it. Now This one's interesting because you've got, uh, it, it has an ability that doesn't hurt you. It's kind of like Infinity yep. Formula, where you've got you, you've got a benefit for being on one of these points. But that's that's for later. <laughs>
0: oh, you have to pay. All right. Now let's get to the part that we jumped ahead to. There we go. All the fun <laughs> all right. stuff. So all the fun stuff. All right. So the strategies that we have written down here, we have a rotating strat and a ban strat, a quadrant strat, a spread strat and a stand around strat. <laughs> 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 like we, were, we went kind of crazy with uh, all the strats here. Really let's go ahead and start with, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and start with the rotating strat. Um, I think this is something that you're going to see a lot with teams like web warriors. I think they're probably like the best one to do it. Yeah. Um, Especially on. We're just history. teams. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think like other teams that could pull off like the rotating strat. Oh, no, long, uh, long movers
1: are really good at this this, yeah. ro- this rotating strat. Uh, man, you know what would have been some great due diligence to do. Maybe you already know. Can you move a long mover from in a, in a single move from one point to another? ASM can. Shape? So you got to have that medium base. So that means Angela can too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's it has to be. I don't think a small base long mover can. I think they're just out. That's why Plant Panther is really good on it, is because he can like he can bounce. I mean, he can go, yeah, and he can go from like left to right, not just like I guess mm-hmm. double move and bounce to go left to right. Um, but Malakath can, Malakath can single move from one point to the next and be able to. Uh, no, like if he he'd have to be like max one to get to max one, if I remember correctly. I was playing around with it the other day. Maybe like, like right in there. Yeah,
1: yeah. But you got Bifrost, uh, you, most, you jump back and forth. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Bifrost brings a whole entire other animal to D mm-hmm. shapes. Um, I think another thing to take note of is Ghost Rider with his hell on wheels can absolutely <laughs> go from oh, yeah. one point to the <laughs> other.
1: Um, yeah, get reading. Ghost Rider's
0: really... Uh, sometimes I'm just like, why, why am I not playing Ghost Rider? He's actually really good. Uh, he just doesn't fit any of the lists I'm playing. Maybe I need him. I'll just force him somewhere. And like I hear
1: he's, he's good in a mouth, right? Because he's got that, uh, that crit counting thing.
0: I've played into him a couple times. Um, tangent number twenty four. Um, <laughs> I've, I've played into Ghost Rider quite a couple times actually, and he didn't really feel that impactful. But I was also focusing on controlling him. Like I went to daze him early because, like, like this is like one of those situations where Mouse Spen- Spender is actually really, really good because that's ten dice into Ghost Rider's three, and mm-hmm. like it's it's just really good. and you are gonna condition him like. And then you just leave him on his injured side until you have everybody else injured, and then he's kind of just like sitting around. And plus, like, um, oh, I've had games where the person tried to like pen and stare Mal. He's like loaded with power, I'm like I'm just gonna spend all my power because I know I'm just gonna gain it back here pretty soon. I'm gonna convert ten skulls to crits on this roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like being able to do that is kind of like oof, because you just get rid of stuff like pen and stare or power burn from voodoo. But anyways, we digress. Um, so rotating strat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. um, yeah. Yeah. Ghost Rider that can do around.
0: stuff like this.
1: Yeah. So the, the it, rotation,
0: keeping it like a clock.
1: Yeah. It just just keep them moving, right? So if, if it gets too hot over on, you know, point A, then move over to point B. Too hot on point B, move to point C. And uh, let you keep healthy bodies. So this is similar to Infinity. Uh, when I was playing Criminal Syndicate under Kingpin leadership, I, re- I still really liked extremist consoles. I know that, uh oh, I'm gone. Oh that's weird are you back now there we okay, go you're back now you're good having him uh being able to move those healthy bodies around and, and stand on a point i preferred running infinity formula and Extremis consoles to things like uh Mayor fisk or the terrigen yes Mists when i was playing criminal syndicate because i felt it these give you, you you are advantaged on these but the uh the fisk witnesses and terrigen clouds like you're advantaged on those as well, but they're forcing more of a central fight and they made some of the bad matchups even worse.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Uh, we got abandon strat, you wanna hit that one up.
1: So if we're doing abandoning, like, I mean, when you start the game, when you start a game on extremis, you're basically abandoning uh, uh, your opponent's home point 90% of the time, right? You're not trying to contest your opponent's home D on on turn one another thing is as the game progresses you may want to or need to abandon one of the uh one of the other points Uh, a lot of times so maybe this is starting to spread into the quadrant strat but uh i tend to look at uh, extremis kind of uh turn the map a little diagonally like we're batman villains or something and i'm looking (laughs) at it uh, basically in a square pattern instead of the diamond shape that it looks like when you're looking at the square mat and so i'm gonna try to take one of those sides of the diamond yep. shape. Uh, I'm not going to try to contest all three. If I am, it's going to be token resistance to try and get a cheeky point early. Yeah. And then abandon it.
0: Yeah. I agree. Uh Quadrant strat. Uh, This is kind of like what Sam's talk about. You basically turn the diamond or square on its side. And then you basically look at it and you're like, oh, I'm looking at two points. Is it two points that I'm going to go for? I'm going to set everything on here. And then you basically just, fight and then you push your way around and eventually it eventually turns into a rotating strat when you're trying to spread out and get to stuff but then the, what I love the most about the quadrant strat is it makes like a low model count pretty good on D shapes because then you're basically like you're keeping parity you don't really push until you're like done killing things this is like one of the reasons why I think Mal actually really likes and we've talked about this like why he really likes riots mm-hmm. is more healing for him he can pretty much control two points with what, like, type of team he's running. Um, like, it's just, I, I like it a lot. That's pretty much what I'm going to be going to. And you just beat, fight, do all that stuff. And then once, like, you're clear, you just, that's when you start to spread out. But the main goal is the majority of the game, you're just trying to keep parity on your secures and try to do something with the extracts. If you're in a quadrant, on most extracts, you have a chance at getting the same half of extracts that you would on any other game mm-hmm. so
1: I think that also with the quadrant strat it's a little bit like uh <laughs> it's a skill I picked up play and risk where you just like leave that yeah that one unit behind and then the rest of the team continues to move so like when you're <laughs> only three or four wide like that can get pretty real pretty quick but uh if you can if you are a slightly wider team and you know you, you win this point you leave your token resistance behind push on, push on push on push on like it's very rare to score all four uh consoles yeah. with this one but it, it happens especially late
0: yeah. And then we got spread strat. And this is where you're basically a wide team. I would not do this if you're a thin team. I don't
1: care if you've got Bow <laughs> Hulk or Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. Right. Um, Five, five's it's, enough. It's, five's enough to spread them out. Yeah. But uh, less than that. And it, it gets rough. So, I mean, Maybe we have different ideas for this, but spread strat for me is kind of what you mentioned earlier where you're you're looking at the table, you're looking how your opponent has spread out their forces, and then you're yeah. making the decision like basically like where's where's your entry point into their defenses?
0: Yeah, yeah, I was thinking of spread. I was like, I'm gonna try and get three. like Keenpin's good at this. Kingpin's so look very at good
1: at that. I, yeah, so I guess one of my spread strats is um if I can if I can nail down my home point and I can score one of the flanks, I'll, if I can take away, I'm not so much worried about scoring the third point, but I do want to limit my opponent from scoring. So if I can throw somebody up there and then we get a, a 1v1 contested point, then nobody scores that. So, I mean, that's, that's a strategy that I tend to use more on like single extracts, especially if it doesn't get found because then those, those points become more important. So if I can go up two to one on, on turn one, just by, by killing that one point off to the side, feels pretty good
0: absolutely and then we got the strand around strat where you're basically just going to go and probably get two points and keep parity on secures while everything else just goes or you just try and get everybody on like one person on
1: every secure (laughs) and and (laughs) and you're just going to sit there so i feel like potato (laughs) that that spread strat is kind of uh uh the spread strat and the stand around strat are kind of uh oppositional strategies right so with uh, the standard yeah. strat you're just trying to get somebody everywhere and uh make them score some points and then the, the spread strat you're, you're trying to pick those battles and uh find where they just have their crossbones and you've got star lord yeah
0: all right uh interplay what's the interplay we got going on here
1: oh, let's see we got healing so maybe we should talk about healing first and then come back to interplay Okay. Right yeah. yeah, yeah. Healing and economy, and then come back to this one. So, like with healing, this is uh, you can heal on on consoles. Uh, so I guess one thing that uh, I found out that uh, isn't necessarily obvious is that you don't have to heal yourself. You have to heal a model within two of the console. So in order to interact yeah. with it, you have to be within range one, unless you got something else, something special going on, like uh, eyes on the prize or your toad. Uh, toad? But yeah. you don't have to heal yourself. You have to heal another model within two. So if you can get Uh, a model that, you know, needs some extra healing, then uh, you can, or you got somebody with extra power, you can bounce around and you can, another thing is that you can interact with multiple consoles. You just can't interact with the same one twice. So I played uh, plenty of games with Lizard's one of my favorites for this, where he takes a bunch of hits, gets a bunch of power, and then he hits this extremist console. Double moves, hits this extremist console, and then healing factors. And now he's got, like, one damage (laughs) or no damage. And if you play him in Asgard, then he's got no damage. It's great.
0: That sounds very annoying to deal with. Maybe this is why you keep telling me to take, riots. (laughs) You're you're (laughs) setting me up for when Nova happens.
1: Well, the, the healing is especially beneficial if you've got defensive tech to back it up so uh, i'm actually not a huge fan of healing in in the game i think that a lot of times you're just uh spending your own power to let your opponent get even more powered up uh but if you've got tanky models big models thick boys with uh defensive tech then uh that healing stuff can be really great well sometimes
0: like that that one health could be the the big difference of them taking out a model or not like how many times would you say throughout a game is it like oh they did perfect damage
1: Rare, it's, it's so rare to do perfect damage You either like overkill the crap out of stuff Or you leave them on
0: <laughs> Fair enough Fair enough, I was going to say the opposite Honestly, I feel like a lot of times <laughs> I end up like Doing perfect damage To where it's like, man, that one heal Would have like, kept them alive
1: Hey, well, Maybe Maybe the people I'm playing against are healing that one point of damage So I left them on one <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
0: Maybe We're well, not getting those spikes, maybe that's what it is
1: Yeah, usually my body rejected the
0: huh. cat <laughs> so like the other thing to think about too though is like what the healing being available is like teams with healing factor like you mentioned lizard but like x-men or x-force or brotherhood that has like the few healing factor yep. or um, i guess cabal with nova um or even omega red um like mm-hmm. that builds up like being able to like heal like multiple things over a turn without having to use a tactic card for it or a superpower like, it, it, it really builds up over the turn. It's something you need to be aware of, of can I let my opponent, like, is my opponent going to be healing, or should I just go for that one now before they have the chance to heal? Um, this All this stuff kind of comes into play of weighing your options and adding more complexity to the scenario at hand.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's, there's an economy shift to extremists because there's going to be lots of moments in this game where you're going to want to spend that one power. Uh, yeah. That keeping keeping that power open, kind of banking that into your power budget, can can be really big.
0: See, I like the. I, it's it's kind of funny though when you think about like riots is because it's not a pay to flip, but it kind of right. is a pay to play. Like, yeah, <laughs> if you think about it, because like you're gonna be if you have a damage on you, you're probably gonna heal it while you're next to it, so it might as well be a pay to flip. Like, thankfully it's not, because then you'd be paying two power a turn. Um, but like if you're man, next to an extremist. Yeah, it's like if you're if you're standing there next to an extremist, you might have, and you have like the power, you might as well just spend one to heal. Um longevity is the name of the
1: game right now, in my opinion. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, health is certainly a more limited resource than it has been at yeah. any point since MedPack was released. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah. That's what, I mean, so Interplay, right? If we if we just kind of segue right into Interplay, I think that consoles is one of the interplay points is if you have the more models you have on consoles, the more chances you have to heal, right? Every character is yeah. going to make one power. And if, if you've got somebody that got left on one and you've got three models standing around them, like suddenly instead of being left on one, they're at all, but one, right? So like they're at four or five health.
0: Well, I mean, the counterpoint to that would be though, is if you're healing all your models with that, that means you're all focused around one point. And I think Shadowlands Daredevil quite likes that. Oh, he probably <laughs> does. I don't know if Shadow and has
1: quite the range he needs to to really take advantage of an extremist consoles or at least that's what I mean, I'm thinking right now. Not his, <laughs> but his his team
0: does. You got Bucky. You got Bucky. That's fair. Bucky can do it. But and then they got other like like big attrition teams. Like the more I think about it, I think more attrition teams should actually probably be playing Riots. Like even if your Brotherhood, like yeah, maybe Brotherhood doesn't quite like the D's as much, but like I don't know, like Mystique being able to drop a token on the back point kind of. Is Kind of neat because then you can actually do a rotate strat and not have to leave anybody there at least round one because it's very rare that your opponent's gonna have somebody who can just double move and get on the point unless they have like a medium base lawn mover or yeah (laughs) malakith yep um so it's it's something that's kind of rare i think i think i I think the more i think about the more i'm like hmm maybe attrition teams actually really like this more than scenario teams do and fighting teams should actually be playing like not just extremists, but D's more often than they do, because you always see uh fighting teams playing the E shapes. They're just jamming the E shapes, jamming the C shapes. Um Maybe the D's just like the unexplored thing that people are just afraid of, like, oh, I have short move characters or I have range two attacks. I have all these things that go against what a D shape doesn't want. And it's like, but in all reality, a D shape is still a center line secure. It's just more spread out in between the points
1: so the, i mean personally i think the trouble with the the less mobile characters we'll say is yeah. that they they can't close out the game very well so if your last character yeah. standing are like uh, crossbones and mysterio like you're probably gonna be on the points that you were standing on at the start of the turn because you're not gonna <laughs> make it from you know point a to point b with either one of those guys so yep. they've, they've got to get their work done where they're standing. And if you've got an extract runner that's out of their reach and that's all you've got left, like that's that's where I think that some of the, the downsides to the consoles can come out. Uh, would you say that Extremis consoles or, or riots is boring? Um,
0: it's like one of the very, very, if not the only one that really doesn't do anything. Like mutant madmen, you have to think about the damage that you're gonna take if you fail to take your opponents. Mm-hmm. Um so I like meteors, you get a skull, you take damage. You infinity format, you gain power, so you can do, do more cool stuff. But I don't know, I think maybe maybe that's what people just don't like is it's like, uh, it's a D shape, I'm not good at D's, even though they might actually be very good at D's.
1: Right. Um I think there's a lot of times on D's when you when you just boring. have to stand there. Like you just have to stand there. And you you, sometimes your best move is to just be like, well, I'm going to activate this guy and he's (laughs) going to activate the console and heal one. And, uh, I mean, if you'd like, I can like shift him around a little bit, but honestly, he's just going to stand here and I'm done. You can go.
0: Yeah. That's, um, an interesting point.
1: And so the, I, I did some, I have some old, outdated articles on across the bifrost about crises and uh, one of the things that i remember touching on in some of those writings was that uh extremis consoles and infinity formula both uh kind of enabled more of a a runaway or keep away strategy yeah. for the game because I mean, it's four points right so like that's that's not anything to laugh at but extremis consoles and infinity formula can very easily score less than two to two Right, or even three to one like i've had plenty of games on both of these where you know it's it's one to one or two to one at the end of it and that's not very many points and so i think that a lot of games on infinity formula a lot of games on extremis consoles are really just decided by the extract so if it's a single extract whoever gets that single extract that's the fight right so i mean i think we've touched on like primacy uh, maybe a little bit yeah where you know like, like uh deadly meteors and sword where it's like, you kind of have to focus on these things research station. You have to focus on a little bit gamma. You have to focus on a little bit like these it's more like the scoring the points off these secures is almost like, well, let's uh, let's get those extract points and then see where we have to fall back to Uh, almost more so than trying to treat these as your primary scoring opportunity in the game.
0: Yeah. I'd agree with that. I think. Like, Cause I've been trying to play it more and like, see if it fits. I, I, I'm just kind of like stuck in my head on the whole like, why isn't more people playing these D shapes?
1: I think they're yeah. hard to play on. I, I... <laughs> Fair. Like it's uh, like so, it's one of those things like we talked about it, you know being quote unquote boring. But if the idea is that sometimes you just have to stand there, like that's hard to compute in a superhero fighting game. Right, because you're like, I just wanted to to fight, and like honestly, I just have to stand here and score this point instead. And there is a fight happening; it's just not on this point. It's on, it's in between these two. I right? mean, and over. I mean, this tell one.
0: me, tell me what what's the difference between meteors and extremists? Like, you have the one that's in the middle, mm-hmm. your home point, which you're guaranteed to get round one. And then you have the one that's on the side. Like, what's the difference between that? And then you're actually able to like keep parity, if not push past parity.
1: Well, I think that the difference between this and Deadly Meteors is that it's all or nothing, right? Deadly Meteors is all or nothing. This is one to one. And okay. with the, and that, that center point, I think really changes the the dynamic of the game because now there's uh, like a waypoint in between these two extremes on each side of the board. Yeah. Where, instead of pushing the fight right to the top and bottom of the map or you know close to you far away from you however you want to describe it home away right so you don't know where the fight's going to happen on a d-shape right it could happen it's going to happen wherever your opponent thinks you're weakest or wherever you think your opponent is weakest or wherever the uh, the extract is is camping and with deadly meteors i think there's a lot more movement right so like on extremis sometimes your best answer is just camp right here on this point and maybe heal for one or heal somebody else for one but on like meteors or you know some of its analogs like sword i think you want to move you just want to instead of like camping here and doing this if you're standing there in theory you you probably have control of that point so you're going to move and then try to control another one but you don't always have that option for extremis consoles because when you walk away from it because it's a stand right you walk away from it and now you don't score those points anymore
0: but like what I'm what I'm getting at though is like, from everything you just explained, from a VP perspective and me trying to score, extremis just sounds more fair.
1: I think uh, extremis is hundred percent more fair than deadly meteor. You don't have <laughs> well, to. But, like, word all or nothing. But, so
0: why is it why is it not popular? Like, why do we not see extremis consoles played as much as meteors? <sighs>
1: So Meteors has the advantage of you can bring an advantaged squad to Meteors. So either you've got can your,
0: you can like, you can
1: you high energy defense? You bring it still. it still aren't. It's, it's
0: we talked about this
1: last week. So. <laughs> we did. We did. I still <laughs> like, think that you're bringing like, in some advantage there.
0: I do. I, I do too. I agree with that. But I guess like my point being is like. We hear across like different communities and all this stuff that people want to like. Have a more of a, oh, fairness, and like interactive more strategy. Right? That's the yeah.
1: interactive and interactive can I, I, I guess so,
0: <laughs> but then like like that's like that goes against extremists. Like my my point being here though is like it's still a middle fight because you're both mm-hmm. fighting over that middle point, and you're at least getting one every single round unless you're playing against something like kingpin that can just like ruin all your plans for it. <laughs> yeah. Um but that's kind of beside the point we're talking about like the, the secure in general is D D shapes in general, like, and riots is like the big, big one here. That's what we're talking about. But like, I just, I, I just like, the more I think about it, the more I just like, see this big disconnect of like, how is this not played more? Because it is like one of the most fair secures that you're not advantaged really one way or the other, regardless of what team you are, unless you're like a bunch of lawn movers or movement shenanigans and all that stuff. Like, I know that I can sit on this point and I'm probably going to have it round one and I can sit on that point and jam that side and probably have it while my opponent does the exact same thing and keep parity.
1: So what if it's not fair because the fights that happen on it aren't fair? Right. So if I'm well, that's, a, if that's I'm all actually, your turns <laughs> yeah, sure that's all turn zero like that's all like that's
0: like that just comes down to like your deployment matchups and
1: understanding deployment matchups. Uh, I think it's turn one, two, right? So I mean, uh, I've so, okay, so to kind of come back into things that share uh, the shape, right? So if you look at hammers, I'm not so concerned about talking with hammers because hammers, yeah. is an extract, you, you grab it and you're going to wind up somewhere else, but cosmic invasion and spider portals both have a lot more positioning questions that you have to ask and answer. Uh, than Extremis does, right? Because Cosmic Invasion is going to push you away, which means that you can, if you're trying to play defensive and you're not worried about engaging in the fight, then you want to kind of be away on the other side of that point from the action so that if you do trigger it, you're going to get pushed further away from the fight. You don't really care because you were just going to stand on that point anyway. And then on spider portals, you're rolling those energy defense. If you get a skull, you're getting teleported. And so you've got to kind of keep those additional factors in mind. But I think that on a D-shape, because it's not so much a primary uh, focus for the scoring of the game, I think that you can spend turn one kind of repositioning to where you think your opponent needs to be. And if your opponent doesn't pivot with you, if your opponent pivots with you, then like, okay, then we just kind of took turn one off. (laughs) we we redeploy for turn one (laughs) but if your opponent doesn't pivot with you then you've got an opportunity then to to basically be overloaded on one side uh uh, last night i got a game spider portals and scroll and the scroll got found on one side of the board and that was a huge pivot for me because you know everybody just had to run to the other side of the board and i had uh like a a heimdall versus a, a bear on the other side bears mean (laughs) that is all yeah the the bears bears are super interesting yeah he's he's a really neat piece i think that uh him with that uh the the slow motion movement (laughs) yeah he's he's really neat for that uh i guess back on topic (laughs) dealing with extremists. did you take did you take that
0: note down (laughs) yeah i will now (laughs) <laughs>
1: slight diversion. <laughs> Only slight. <laughs> it could be worse. It could have been a lot worse. Uh, I guess I agree with you that it is kind of like uh, on, on on the turn zero matchups to a large extent because you've got, you know, how do we deploy? What do we look like? Are we going? I think that a pairing of Extremis consoles and an RNG extract is, uh, the single yeah. extract, is uh, a pretty dynamic game, uh, but it, it really you've got to be able to pivot. And because of the the breadth of this right being spread out between these points, these compass points, right? It can be you can wind up giving up a turn or two if it gets found in an in a, inopportune place. But yeah. I, I guess that's no different than anything else.
0: <laughs> I feel like extremists also probably just fell out of favors because of Kingpin Syndicate.
1: Kingpin, Web Wars, Black it. Order, like all three of them, like, right? They, they both yeah. have like really, really, really strong game on this scenario. And I think we forget to come back to things in this game sometimes. Yeah, followed a favorite, you're like, oh, that's really good on it, and then you're like, wait, nobody plays that anymore. And so maybe you're open yourself up for for something by bringing it. But I mean, web warriors are really good on it yeah. because you, you just like pop over, long move, pull somebody off the point, move back onto the point you were on. But kingpin, but
0: we'll just do the same thing back to them. There's there's so many characters now at to- nowadays. I was like you could really build a, a list that's like pretty decent at every single scenario not have a single bad point to be completely honest.
1: Yeah, I think so largely. And I, I mean, going back to kind of the concept for this entire series, I, I think that these core crises can help you kind of understand that yeah. and and what you need to bring and how you can be good at it. I guess, uh, one last thing on this like crisis would be like, do you think that, uh, with this crisis, is it, it's not so much about that heal ability, right? So if you're going to include this in your squad, it's not necessarily because you're like, oh, I really want to tag that heal, right? Like, that's huge for me. It's more about the shape. It's more about uh, creating a a game that's less about a central brawl. You're forcing one-on-one fights, and one-on-one fights aren't just about damage output, right? So sometimes, sometimes those those gutter fights, um, demons or gamma, like, it's just you're just brawling in the middle you're rolling dice whoever's got the better dice whether it's through mods or just like natural (laughs) numbers skill (laughs) rolling better like however you want to describe it right yeah like sometimes those games can just be decided by dice i think that with these d shapes and even the b shape to some extent like you're the game is not just about who's rolling that who's got the hot hand or the better the better mods it can also be about stagger and like effective staggers where you're, you're pulling somebody out of position. And if you can time those uh, activation order, right? So if you can time those kinds of things to be like, Hey, this person, uh, you know, activated into me, uh, the dice weren't good enough. And now I can just pull them off the point, score it, heal a health and kind of go from there. So I guess, do you think that this is more about the the shape? Like if you're bringing extremists, is it more about the shape or is the, the heal Kind of a factor in your mind, we're like. Oh, I think it's because it's a heel.
0: Because we've been talking about like riots quite a bit recently, actually, like off the line. Um, I think in the conversations we've had, it's more so come down to the shape and what you can accomplish with the shape, and then the threat value that it's bringing. Because it's a very yeah. middle of the road threat value that everybody's like pretty decent. And this goes back to me thinking like it's like one of the most fair crises. So if you're an unfair team, you're but <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah, if you're a Malakid player, you're probably playing rides, I guess is what I'm getting down to. Um, <laughs> because if you're an unfair team. And you can play the most fair crisis, then you're obviously unfair and have an advantage in one way or another. It's the same concept as Kingpin, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have an unfair advantage. So play the most fair crises and then all of a sudden they're not fair anymore.
1: Yeah, I can get behind that. But
0: anyways. But anyways, uh, I think it comes down to the shape and the threat value. I think those two things are what you're bringing it for. You're bringing it for at 17 because most people, when they build their roster, they're like, OK, what's my 17? Like nowadays, more than ever is what is my 17? This is the most commonly played threat It's the most common number across the whole entire game. What is my 17? Yeah, because I'm probably playing 17 at least once across this event or wherever it is you're playing.
1: Um after so AMG it's to the second time. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bring 14, 15, yeah. 16. Like just like rip this up. And they were like, what if what if there's no 15 threat extract? Yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> did you just break something? No, I just threw my pen down.
0: Oh, I thought I heard glass shatter. <laughs> I was like, like Did no. you just drop your glass?
1: It hit a it hit oh, a man. metal desk leg of the gotcha.
0: <laughs> But yeah, like uh that's like it's the fact cuz you like you know that you're really like, you're 17 it's probably like one of your best lists across your entire roster a lot of cases.
1: It really um, should be. Like Yeah. I mean, do we want to should we like hard tangent on this? I feel like yeah. yeah least, this is. Yeah. Go ahead. Go right, ahead. Like, like take we can, it. Sink it. Sink it in. Oh no, it's sink for both it, of us. I mean, we could we <laughs> take this. We could wait to have this huge tangent until the end of this entire series, or maybe we like touch on it like now as well. Like, so this is the end this of the, touch on now. the secure, the, yeah. the core the core crisis core set secures right. So this is the last one. They're all seventeen threat. So, seventeen threat is the most prevalent threat in the game. So you you gotta have a good seventeen. Do you think that you should start at seventeen? Do you think that you should try and like hit like a waypoint on the way and then have that like one more piece that you bring in? Or like what do you think you look at, right? So seventeen, these are all seventeens. More often than not, especially with the secures, I feel like with priority, we pick secures nowadays. We're in a, a pick and secures yes. kind of era in the game. So I won Prio. I'm picking my secures. Plan on your extracts, you've given up that agency, your opponent has control over the threat. So if you're running three 17s, right? Obviously you gotta have a tight 17, but do you think that that's your starting point and then you're taking stuff away? Or do you think you should have like, we start at 14 and then I add Zemo or I add some other model to this mix and move from there? Or do you just completely ignore that and you just hope you've got a good 17 and then back to the drawing board for every other threat value?
0: Well, I think that what I do is more so. Well, that's cool. That's a cool character. Let's, let's see how they work with this. <laughs> that's that's a neat character. I'm going to throw that in this list too. Yeah. Okay, that looks cool. Okay, that one looks cool too. All right. Let's start at the bottom. 14. What can I do? Oof. Okay, we're not going to take it. any 14s in my crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Out. Okay, 15. Okay, this is doable. I could do this. 16. OK, it's getting better. I like this. I can deal with this 17. All right, that's a sweet spot right there. 18. Okay. Oh, I like that. That's 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 some, that's some pretty good stuff. And the 19 is like, oh, this we're getting all the fun toys now and then 20. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I guess it's will work, but I try not to play 20 just because of the fact that that means my opponents are going to have all the fun toys, too. Uh-huh. So it's yeah. like I feel like I most enjoy like 16 to 18. It's OK. So like, I don't really like I guess I don't really build around like 17 or a specific point value anymore. I was I was enjoying the experiment when we were doing it to 14, 15, 16 mm-hmm. because like the whole thought process of like if I could play this good of a list at 14, then that means I'm going to be even better at 17 where my opponent is baseline,
1: which right. I
0: still think is a very good concept to go with, even though like you're probably not playing 14 with every list. But it's like if you base your roster off of like, what can you play at 14 to be like really good with? You can only go up from there. I still like that mindset.
1: me too. I think that you know different rosters have you know different different ideas, right? So it's not like yeah. you're gonna approach every affiliation the exact same way. I do definitely think that there's still plenty of room in this game to be like, okay, I'm gonna run senator and I'm gonna run sword because I do want to kind of drag this down into the the lower point range and and basically force people out of their comfort zone because I do think that whether we intend to or not i mean i tend to like look at 20 more often than not i don't even (laughs) want to i don't mean to i'm just like i can fit this i can fit this okay what takes me to 20 oh that that would be awesome i love it i have all the toys i wanted and (laughs) but then you know how many games are you actually going to play at 20 unless you're running terrigen Mists and scoundrels and alien ship and even then right that's only like two-thirds of your security one third you've got to get well, right, you're you're gonna get handed your extracts when you lose priority, yeah. when you actually have the choice. Well,
0: I've I've actually been like really like coming across like this whole mindset now. Like you mentioned, like secures are like kind of king at the moment. At least I, I agree with that. Like I'm always like I want to pick secures. I want to play my secures. Um yeah. It's not really that it's like shape, shaping the game per se, but it's more so that it's like like I feel like most teams in MCP nowadays can. Build a list that can handle every single extract because there's so few of them now. Like there's nothing crazy. You don't have to worry about herbs. You don't have to worry about panic. You don't have to worry about three other extracts that have a different game plan. Like you're more concerned about how am I gonna handle these different secures going on? How am I gonna handle the D shapes, the B's, the C's, the E's? Like, and if you can figure out your secures, you know that you're gonna be good on the extracts because they're all within there. So I think that's kind of like some, a place that the game's at right now. There's no like crazy building that you need to do for extracts at the moment, in my opinion, because you're gonna have the tools for extracts already baked into your list for secures.
1: I, yeah, I, outside of the legacy virus, I think that you're right.
0: Yeah, that's true. Legacy virus that's is true. all
1: about like all bringing all that dumb tech to like do the thing. You're like, oh look, I did the thing and I ran away. <laughs> Toad blew up. It's super cool, right? <laughs> I just i don't know
0: like i feel i don't want to go down a tangent of legacy virus but it's like (laughs) i don't know it's a discussion though right so i mean
1: even if we just talk about it like in in the terms of trying to put enough into your into your toolkit right yeah so i guess two questions but it's like it's a
0: it's a it's a it's a c and there's not a single team out there that can get all three on round one what were we talking about though? I don't remember. But put a timestamp down now though for fifty six thirty. All right. I'll actually I'll actually edit the the podcast nobody wants to hear this little two two minutes of me <laughs> <him humming. laughs>
1: <All right. laughs>
0: Basically, basically. Um, but anyways, uh, what were we talking about though?
1: Uh, I pushed you to go on a tangent
0: about... <laughs> oh, you were levels. talking about it. you should start your... Yeah, then we got into virus. Start... <laughs> virus, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I I still think virus is... I think it can be egregious and people can, like, build, like, combine the millennial puzzle. Um... <laughs> a
1: symbol Voltron. But it...
0: Yeah, yeah, a symbol Voltron. But it's like, I don't know. I'm also just like a oh, cool let's part of the game. Let's have fun. Like I, I'm kind of like more and more have like game. Like this more of a carefree attitude when it comes to like crises and like same over evaluating
1: things like this is like,
0: cool. Like, let's, let's play the game. Like, I don't I'm, I don't care anymore. I'm,
1: I'm scarred by how few extracts there are in this game that I just want to like, yeah. like, please don't take away any more of these <laughs> Yeah. like I'll play it. I'll play it. I'll play it. <laughs> I'll play bring, Legacy Virus bring, or herbie Bring, her on <laughs> bring, bring your own toad, bring mission back. objective. Just like pre-panic <laughs> crap. Uh,
0: I miss panic though. I'm not gonna lie, I think I still prefer panic to virus just because like it was more fun. Uh, man, but yeah. But anyways, maybe, maybe it's I, I, I I think, think that's <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But I, I do think though, like that's that's probably something that a lot of players probably like should look to is like instead of like griping about Extracts or secures, like, yeah. let's just play the game. Like, I don't know, I maybe I'm just like single minded here, but it's, I, I just don't care anymore about like over analyzing what my game one plan is going to be on this or except for hammers. Hammers is like one that like I just love figuring out what I can do with, with, especially with Malak. It's probably because I'm playing Malakith. Because like round one hammers with Malakith is so much fun with this list that I'm doing right now because I can. Damn near guarantee. I won't say one hundred percent, but damn near guarantee getting three hammers every single time. Like it's it's pretty close. Um But anyways, like it's just fun for me. But like like the majority of crises, I look at them. Like we look at meteors, we look at um riots, we look at infinity formula. Like like there's so many like different things, and like like why why spend so much time like over analyzing and complaining about small nuances when we could just play the game and have fun. I think
1: that, I, I do. I think that one of the things that I think this game draws some of the most complaints from content creators and anyone else who talks about it is that it's really easy for us as players and people to get stuck in our own ways. Like I like to play the game like this. Oh, I only like gutter fights. So when the game's not just like forcing a gutter fight every single time, you're like, this isn't the game I want to play. And then you've got people, but, that, that I, I I so I get, I, I,
0: I, get the, I get the gutter fight thing but it's like there's a lot of people that are I put out the I put out the survey right the the yeah. survey yeah, yeah
1: yeah
0: and like it honestly like cause you, have you looked at it recently cuz I know I sent the results to you uh, as well
1: No I haven't looked uh, at it since like the second day
0: I I think one of the coolest most eye-opening things about that I've received from the survey is there is like almost no agreeance on what crises are good for Malakith? Nice. Like it's it's incredibly spread. Granted, you have like your ones that are like are more like common. But that's mm-hmm. just that's gonna be any case. But like there's like little to none like dis like there's little to none like agreeance on like one like this is what malachi plays. Like there's many many views and opinions on it, which like makes the question. Like I'm kind of curious and want to kind of do this with like different affiliations to like see what people think. Like. Oh, this is what this, this affiliation wants to play. This is what they want to play. Just to like kind of like see like the community's like like thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. As far as like this is, and I guarantee you, we do something like that, and it's going to be very like very spread with like the few outliers that like are more commonly played. Sure, but there's not going to be like a unanimous decision. Like this is what this wants to play. Even if you pick Avengers, like you're going to have a widespread and all that like and it just comes back to playing like why lock yourself into like certain crises or certain mindsets like when just accept like hey i'm going to play riots and crecore um or whatever you know like let's let's just play the game uh Gamer miller i just want to bring crises that i don't auto lose on more than what i want to play bring riots is the most fair we just had this discussion Boom. God. Bring riots should <laughs> be fine <laughs> Sam Sam says I don't like bringing virus secure for that reason
1: and I I agree. Um, here's, I, I, here's a win con. Would you like to use it? Are you are you prepared to use yeah. it? And I I don't. That's, I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah,
0: I I agree. Like I don't like complaining about crises, but I I can agree with that point. Pretty much anything, but like like hey, so here's some extra VPs to get. I think on leaderships it's fine because it's kind of cool like Shield um but like being able to just like score eight like that's half the victory points like yep. and some people can do it super easy but it's it, it also like scratches an itch for different types of players like right. like jacob from the danger room jacob likes like make looking at the rube goldberg machines and like how can i make this work that i can like basically break this crisis yeah <laughs> um <laughs> but it's like <laughs> Yeah, like well, that's what he did. Was, like he, he like, yep. every, like that was like his obsession was like, how can I break herbs, and like that's what he loved to do. He loved to like look at it and be like, how do I do this? And then like it's it's taking a form of fun away from a certain type of player. So like I can understand that you don't want to auto lose on a scenario, but I I don't really I don't know maybe I just haven't like played enough virus into like the teams that like are supposed to like be auto winning on virus. But I don't think I've ever just like. It's very rare that I've actually seen the virus like
1: combined. Um, I don't know.
0: I don't really do anything
1: crazy with virus. I think the feels bad with virus. There's there's two different feels yeah. bads in my opinion with virus. One of them is if you don't understand what's about to happen to you, yeah, early enough, then you're in uh, a rough spot. You're behind. You didn't even realize it. The other thing is if they do have those you know hypermobile pieces that also can you know, swap extracts around like Kingpin Leadership or Toad and yeah. Mission Objective, Black Cat, Voodoo, folks like that, that are really just gonna really change the dynamic of the extract game. And then on top of that, they they have you know great mobility to just get away and, and not get pinned down. I think that's, there are some feels bads that are out there with that, but I don't see them as being much worse than the Kree core being found on the wrong side of the map and it's on yeah. Toad. And but he's in the back. But that's the
0: beforehand. thing, though, is like, what is what is the difference between me assembling legacy virus on round three and then like toad finding the creed core on the opposite side of the map as your killers round one?
1: Oh, that, what's
0: what's what's the difference?
1: The, the point swing is pretty, pretty legitimate on, on virus, right? Like plus eight is, is quite a lot. And it takes away the scoring potential for for anybody else on the extract. The other side of that coin is that if uh, you have a, a toad that finds that extract on the other side of the, of the map, I can get around some of that scoring differential by just reprioritizing my my secure play. All right So as uh, riots for example, uh, toad gets toad finds the, the core over there. okay yeah. my game plan is now to score three of these four points. I have to score three of these four points or I have to take that pre-core off of toad asap and usually you know if, if i can get that three if, if i can force parity, right then i feel yeah. comfortable with that uh legacy virus i don't necessarily have that option if my opponent winds up with two of them and i've got one of them i have to keep that one model incredibly safe for the rest of the game so but
0: if i if i go into let's say this let's, let's just use riots again mm-hmm. riots and legacy virus why don't I just start out with that game plan of I'm going to go for three because if you're going for the extremists, not extremists, but if you're going for the legacy virus, that means you have two characters that aren't going to be able to be contesting riots, which means I have a higher chance of being able to contest three round one. And get one of the viruses. I think which you're- means you're going going four to their four to their three. And uh-huh. then if you can hold it out another round, that's eight to their six. So even if they assemble the virus round three, you're at 12 11. to 14.
1: Yeah, 11, 12 to 14. So now And now we're just fighting over those those extremist consoles. Last
0: few riots, yeah. which arguably you probably have more pieces than them because you've been healing, holding on the extremists while they've been fighting, trying to get that last virus off of you.
1: I think there's a little bit of agency with that too, because I mean, like, why why would you assemble that cure that turn if you could just wait one more turn and yeah. and you know stay out of danger and then just put the game away? I do think that you know yeah. for those of you who who enjoy this <laughs> virus cure strategy, uh, I do think you want to wait until you can win the game way more it, often yeah. than not. Like, you, you want to be at eight points and score. But, eight but here's here's out. the
0: issue. Here's the issue with that though is if me as the person going against virus and I go like again, riots, let's say riots and virus. If I'm able to have one person hold on to my virus and like run around with it and hide um, and score three of the riots because they're trying to chase down the virus because that's their game plan. Their game plan is to score. Mm-hmm. Um, Like I'm going to win before they're able to combine the virus.
1: If you can actually get games. those, if you can get those three points, then I think you know you're, you're largely fine. The dangerous part yeah. is when we get into round four and you haven't been able to maintain <laughs> that level of parity, and they've gotten two two cures and two consoles every round, and now the only thing they have to do is basically gun for your your cure carrying model. Yeah,
0: you know, I'll agree with that. Just run into the corner, but but I agree. Like it, it makes a boring way. game. Like. <laughs> Like, uh, like, let's say, like, I have a toad, and I'm gonna take yeah. my toad up there. I'm gonna grab the the cure that you can't get, and yeah. then I just run him to the corner of my side of the table. And now, like, you're chasing him the entire game, and I have a p- person that it, it makes a, it makes a boring game state. I I'll, I will agree to that. Like, virus, virus is an interesting one. I won't I won't like saying that like a crisis is like super egregious or bad for the game because somebody's out there and they're enjoying it. Um.
1: you know what if you're worried about if you're worried about virus and cure uh bring mission objective it's a tactic slot and it's it's going to make them chew through two models at the very least it can also set you up for an opportunistic virus for yourself yourself. exactly
0: yeah or if you see virus secure in their extracts and you have priority don't give them extracts yeah so now we're playing even like yeah
1: let's play let's play my let's play my extracts right so even though we're in a secure environment like we're <laughs> we're not yeah. trying to just be like uh oh, if you win priority pick secures, right? Like, that's not the Every answer. Time. This game yeah. is way more flexible than that. I, we are in a, a meta where I think more often than not, people want to pick their secures, but if you see yeah. something across the table that you don't want to see, like, I mean, I've picked my extract just because I want a faster game. If I've got, like, Fs and hammers, like, if I just want a faster yeah. game, sometimes it's like, oh, I don't care if we're playing on, you know, demons and intrusions. Like, that's fine. What I don't want to wind up playing on is, you know, Extremis and the alien core. Like, I don't I don't want to deal with that. I don't want that that 2-1 Butt clinch every single time somebody rolls
0: the dice for it. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I think, I think Legacy Virus itself is just an interesting conversation. We could probably do a whole entire episode about it, but it's like, I don't know. I'll probably stop. I'll stop. stop. Uh, (laughs) We have have some more stuff we need to get to. That was fun. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So that's going to wrap it up for the secures for the core box. Um, I think out of the core box secures, Riots is probably the most fair because it's like, I don't know. It's it's harder for one person to try and like like it's hard for even a keen pin list to get all four round one. Oh yeah. Um, they have to do some they have to do like some work and have a plan like absolutely built in like sure they could bring Angelo or something like that or um Power like, Space that is. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's ways to do it. Yeah. But then what are you sacrificing for? So right. I I think if you're looking for a fair riots is probably the most fair secure in the entire game. It's seventeen. It's four points. They're very spread apart and all that stuff. That's my thoughts. All right. um, sales Self-pitch of the week. Uh, I'm going to pick Omega Red this week because I've been playing a bunch of Omega Red recently and I have been really, really enjoying him. But wait, what about Venom? It's the same thing, but better. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean... Is it? <laughs> is it <no? laughs> Let's let's talk about these differences. Venom, he's a 4 two, 3, I believe. I don't have a card in front yeah. of me right now. 432. No, no
1: 423, four, four, 43, yeah. Energy is yeah, yeah.
0: And he's a seven six, 7 6, health, 7 5 health, I don't remember. I have been in a while. Um and then Omega Red is a f- 3 3 4 with 6 6 health but with damage reduction. Omega has a heal. Oh well they both have heals um omega has a heal if he does damage off his builder which isn't always reliable like you can do some picky cheesy stuff that can heal him which is really cool because if you pair it with something like riots that means he has a potential to heal three a turn without paying anything but one power to interact with the riots that's kind of cool um venom is completely 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 dice reliant but he could full heal on an attack back during your opponent's turn, which is kind of cool, but it's really, really dice reliant, and I have seen that thing whiff so many times, whereas Omega Red, it doesn't really feel bad, because if you can just pull off one damage, you're healing the max that you're going to be healing anyways. Yeah. Versus like Venom, if you're doing the clap back and you're like, I need to roll five damage right now so I can heal five so I live. Omega Red's just like, and I'm gonna heal one, and it's essentially two two life for me because of damage reduction. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, his is actually pretty cool because if you can hit a wild, it's basically the reverse. It's basically pierce. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of cool. Venom doesn't have anything like that. Uh, but the coolest parts about Omega, I don't really play Omega for the damage because uh, he's not really a damage dealer. He's a really good scenario piece. He's a medium base. He's a slow move. Eh, that's that's kind of sad, but what it is though is he can double move and get onto a C. He can single move, pull somebody off of a C. If you have a ways to get in power, he's got the same pull as Venom, which is really really good. Um, yeah, I love using him under Malakith. For those of you playing Malakith out there, just try throwing a Mega Red into this. Um, he's super good under Malakith because Malakith gets that days. Now Omega Red has two power. I can pull somebody off of the point. I can move myself onto the point. Um, And then there we go. We're we're sitting pretty. And then you also have the way to pull somebody into you. Give the opponent poison, which means they're generating less on their power phase, which means they probably have zero power for the next turn because they spent the power to flip or pick up an extract or something. Like poison is underrated, I think. And Omega Red being able to apply poison. Not only that, but like, Auto two damage for two power is pretty clutch. Um, especially if you can get enough poisons out there, it's it can build up really quickly. Like I just did six damage across three people for two power. That's pretty cool. Um I had a game against Sooner actually last week at some point where I did dam- I was like, okay, Omega, you need to do some damage to Daredevil. Roll. All right, two damage. Okay. All right, Omega, I need a spike, roll. Two damage. Okay, well that was good damage. <gasps> oh, I could just pay two power. Boom, Daredevil gone. Like this is what I'm talking about—the whole perfect damage scene earlier. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. There
0: um, but it's like Omega Red's like really like he's just just a super sick model. I really enjoyed painting him up the other day. But um, yeah, I think Omega Red's being slept on still. I think the argument of why just play why play Omega when you can play Venom. It's the same threat he does very similar things but i really don't think they do i think venom is like more of a attrition piece whereas Omega's like a tanky scenario piece like sure you can play venom in the same role but more often than not venom's in the scrum trying to like protect people and do damage to people he's not really out there pulling people off of points for vps he's pulling people so that way you have an easier chance to kill them or reposition them. At least that's what I've seen in the past. Um I just think Omega Red's like the scenario piece where Venom's the attrition piece. Would you agree with that?
1: I do. I think that the, the poison is really easily overlooked, especially if you're not attacking so much as you're doing other things with him, or or you're you're only attacking, you know, very focused fire on a single model and then you're trying to pull yeah somebody else off. So you're trying to take out multiple models. Uh, that that poison bubble is is really really a cool ability to have. And I think yeah. that adds a lot to his scenario game. And uh, <clears throat> dark rain. He's Cabal affiliated. So if you're running yeah. under Mal, you've got he's got dark rain too, which is a leg up on Venom.
0: Also, smash on him is actually kind of cool because it can make him have a seven dice builder or a nine dice spender. Nice. Like that's actually. Of cool, I did that one game. I was like, Mal hasn't used Smash yet. Oh, Omega Red can use Smash right now. Oh, Omega Red size three. Like, let me get a seven dice builder with Omega Red. He is now for sure healing nice. that one. <laughs> <Heck> yeah, <laughs> um, another cool thing is suspender can be energy or physical, which is really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I've been really enjoying Omega Red. And I think I I wish I saw him more on the table because he's a really cool model, really cool character. He adds a lot to scenario gameplay. So if you're looking for somebody to add a 4th red to add a lot to your scenario gameplay, just just give him a try. Throw him in there. He may surprise you on his output because I've been like, eh, do I, I, I like I like Ultron a lot here. And then I was like, you know, what? I'm going to try Omega. And then I tried him out and I was like, what have I been missing? Like he is just pure output underneath Malekith. And I imagine the same with like Red Skull. Um, you said you used to try him in Criminal Syndicate, and mm-hmm. he did pretty good there, too.
1: Like He's not easy to take out. No, and the the, the poison is what I really appreciated for him in, in the, yeah. under the Kingpin leadership, because my, my general approach with Kingpin leadership is to, I don't attack very much. I want you to have as yeah. little power as possible, and then I just want to take you off the points. And ha- having people, right, so they have to bring two bodies to tie a point with a Mega Red, three to take that point back for themselves, assuming he's still healthy, and that's three people who are getting poisoned. And like, yeah. sometimes you can just walk away from that and those people will never have power for the rest of the game <laughs> depending on
0: who they are. <laughs> okay. Bye. I think it's just like people see that, like the slow move and they just like shy away from it. Like, don't like, I don't know. I, I just like this discounting of like slow move characters. Like, like Ursa, I've seen a lot of people just like, I don't know it's about make a red, but I can't, I can't help it. But like, Ursa, like people are like, oh, he's got a slow move, not that great. Ursa puts in work. I've been playing against Big Blick a couple times here and there. He's been putting a lot of work in a winter guard, and that bear does serious work. Heck like, yeah. I I like Ursa a lot. But anyways, Omega Red, play him, give him a shot again, try him out. He's super fun. Um, I think he's not played enough. He he just doesn't have as many homes. And I wish he saw more play. He's a really cool character in the comics too. All right, Hobby Corner, Accountability Club. Don't forget to get your goals in two days ago. Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. You're getting shamed. No, we're pretty leaning um, on the mid-month stuff for everybody. So yeah. uh, the, the Accountability Club still kind of getting on its feet in a lot of ways. So just get your goal in. Try to get it painted by the end of the month. If you're not there yet i i think there's a a fair amount of our base that's uh interested in, in what's going on at nashcon and so i think that we had uh, yeah. quite a few people that were just cranking some stuff out this
0: and yeah, it's been a lot of models paint i've seen in the <laughs> yeah. past little bit it's crazy uh i see your malik on the table back behind you
1: oh yeah he's hanging out he's uh i got some some cleanup <laughs> to do on on the stripes uh they're yeah. they're not anywhere close to the best stripes that i've seen but uh i did i did have a lot of confidence with those breast strokes and uh i made one kind of glaring mistake that's of course like right on the back right there you past go past the point that Malekith himself covers up
0: oh no <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i gotta just screwed
0: him back a little bit
1: a little bit yeah right there's a repos <laughs> that i want to do with him on the stone and then the tiger coming up over him i really want to do it but uh i, I needed yeah. to do it from the start like there's too much to, to clean mm. up, right? But uh, maybe that's fair. Maybe I'll uh, get another one at some point. But uh, okay. yeah, good Uh-oh. stuff. We
0: got challenge of the week. What's your challenge of the Ch- week?
1: Challenge of the week. Cyclops, it's your it's your week. I want to Psych- s- <laughs> see. I want to see, see some X Men blue <laughs> rosters with Cyclops. I want to. I want to see that. Let's let's. We're never gonna fix it. <laughs> it's fine, but uh, I,
0: I. I will say I. I think Cyclops is actually like the meta is like opening up where Cyclops would actually be pretty decent. We're in a um, we're
1: in a different era now. Right? Standard. There's a stuff, lot of.
0: Like, there are a the lot table. of really really good three cost and two cost spenders in the game right
1: now. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And uh, yeah, I'm actually pretty kind of excited to see people come up with this. Let's see if we can get more than five. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> come on, people, we don't, play
0: with fine. us. <laughs> play, play our game. It's okay. Um, and then what else we got here? Oh, we got listener questions. I'm gonna read the one that's still on Discord event transferred over yet. But uh, we got Nellen. When are we getting multiverse tactics card to allow us to use two characters of the same name? Actually, Whoa. I was looking at the rules forums today. And there is a way between cloning banks and um, the new uh, Hydra card to where you can actually bring in a character of the same name. And that's That's awesome. Really said, Um, because like somebody had asked if I have cloning banks um, and I have like, I have agent widow and black widow in my roster. Could I cloning banks the other one? And the answer was yes. I was like, what? because if you look at it just, construction. it's yeah yeah, it's, yeah not it's not squad it's construction. not your yeah yeah it's not squat construction and another question came in like if i <laughs> here's another one another one was like if i have um occult research and i bring in uh, peter parker and then i have fearful symmetry with craven <laughs> can i have two peter parkers <laughs> and
1: oh my god can i, they, can, they, I amend, they, can i amend my challenge of the week to like, <laughs> <laughs> just like bring in two of the same character <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's fine we'll do blue we'll do blue this okay, week we'll, then, we can do that we can if, do that next week if nobody steals it from me yeah can do it next
0: uh, no one's no one's in the chat here yeah uh if you go to the the rules forums it's actually it i think it was just posted today actually um i, I want to say it was like a cult research and something else was the title of it or something like that but like the questions are basically oh, like man. asking along like how can like is it possible to get two of the same alias named people into the game at once and the answer is basically <laughs> yes with those tactics cards. This feels like so DLC. Basically...
1: This feels like DLC where you see the achievement and you're just like I'm gonna need to get that. I, I don't know how I'm gonna <laughs> do it yet, but I'm gonna need to get that one.
0: I think the easiest thing, way way to do it is probably just like cloning banks and cloning banks like two throw widow win. Yeah. Like that's probably the easiest way to do it. But yeah. That's a a way to get multiple named characters in there. And I guess if you really wanted to, you could get new Steve under old Steve with cloning banks and run new Steve under old Steve. That'd be kind of cool. All right. Um, yeah, that's that's, that's that's my answer for that one. That's actually a legit answer because I saw it today. I'm really glad I looked at the rule form. I look at them almost every day, though, because I'm waiting for my certain questions to get answered. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, we go one from Jimmy to hand. Why isn't Disney going to Nashcon? I answered that in the very beginning. Um, Heavenator, how would you describe your own 21 threat extract or secure? And I'm going to say right now, I am not going to claim to be good at designing anything. Um I don't like talking like what would I do if I wanted to change this or design this, even though I do talk it sometimes, but it's like, I don't know. It's not my job to design things or change things and the rules of things. However, it is still fun. Um, 21 (laughs) extract is secure. I honestly have no idea where to even begin. I would say I kind of don't want to see a 21 threat in the game. I think I'd like 20 being the high end.
1: Twenty-one. Um, seems, I, I don't know. Twenty-one kind of was like blackjack.
0: I was, I, was, I was about to say, damn it! I was about to say, if I could do anything for twenty-one, maybe it'd be something to do with a deck of cards and like blackjack, oh, like. Okay. And like, let's say if you get the if you like you oh let's say okay here we go, make it basically like the symbiote theme where you have to go and interact with an extract theme and you pull from a deck and if you can get like a royal flush, you just win the game.
1: <laughs> so what if you start with like ten thread on the table? And then you have to decide to uh, to hit or or check. <laughs> and if you <laughs> if and if you, you over twenty one, uh, you bust and you
0: lose. <laughs> oh man, it would be called like like okay. Here's here's the theme. You have it be um sinister's blackjack, and the the extract things are cloning banks that you have to go and hit. And so if you go and you hit on it, and then you roll a six sided die,
1: <laughs>
0: and Oh man, adding too much of this now, but that'd be kind of cool though. Like, do like a cloning banks themed like extract where you could like actually like like, add a character to the game based off of like a certain thread or something like that. That'd be that'd be actually really kind of crazy. That'd be insane. And then if you just go over a certain limit, you just like implode. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Uh, All right, there we go. There's our twenty-one thread extract. We're secure. I I don't know. It's fun.
1: Uh, It's a map. It's got to be an a map. (laughs) A (laughs) A
0: map, <laughs>
1: <laughs> just because, right? Twenty-one threat, uh, extract secure. Hmm. Both, both <laughs> at right? the same it, time. It's purple. It counts as either.
0: <laughs> that's actually kind of a cool design space, don't you think?
1: Yeah, like, it just it's just purple. They could be either one, and well,
0: that like that's so. I think that'd be kind of actually. How crazy would it be if you could actually do that with the game? Like, so
1: okay, so if you think about it, what if you did uh, like uh, like capture the flag, basically? So it would yeah. basically be like herbs, where you're just, but instead of trying like you're just trying to dunk it, not like actually bring it back yeah. and, and stand with it. It's just like did I did I capture your flag? Yes or no? And if you capture the flag, then it you know resets or something. But it, I think you could do it as as purple because it would it would pair with either one. Because then you either have people that were standing that were trying to grab other things, extract, or they're trying to. Stand I just.
0: I just feel like like, it would help out so many people. Because how many times are you like looking at your list and you're like, I have like two, like four shares and then one I'm just like eh Yeah, right. And like, how cool would it be to be able to have one that would be like, I like this because then it's like it, it would mess with the whole like three and three thing though so much, but it'd be kind of a cool design space. Yeah. anyways (laughs) anyways <laughs> um motionless may just be me but i really want a symbiote affiliation i can tell you right now it's not just you a lot of people do myself included <laughs> you're um,
1: not alone
0: <laughs> <laughs> if we got one who do you think the leader should be and what do you think the place that would be all right so i have two thought lines of thought with this number one either give me null or give me keen venom um mm-hmm. Give me both. either of those two I'd be cool with like I mean yeah give me both eventually sure but like I think I'd actually prefer to have Noel because that's like the only way he's probably gonna come into the game is being like a leader of the symbiotes um I think that's probably the only way I see Noel ever coming to the game is being like the leader of like symbiote affiliation because he wouldn't be cabal because he's that's all like he just wants to kill everything he just wants to ruin everything um and what do you think the place that would be I think it'd be a mix of like control and attrition like let me put you where i want you and then i'm just gonna eat you like that's that's what i see symbiotes doing like if you think about it like that's what they do like carnage corners your victims um man but i like, want to see like a possession this.
1: like a possession element like something where like maybe just no like his leadership would like only apply to him or something like that but it, it yeah. could be like like you give a model Uh, some sort of a arbitrary token and for each one of these they get some sort of a bonus that your opponent like you're you're giving your opponent a bonus until they have more of those counters than their threat and then you possess them and they join your team instead so it'd be like you know turn three turn four turn five massive dynamic shift
0: that'd be a really cool crisis but (laughs) <laughs> as a leadership as a excited. leadership that would be as a i mean we would probably make break broken stuff um but i, I honestly think like noel or keen venom is probably who the leader should be and i'd say noel over keen venom because keen venom's like cool but they have quite a bit to do before they get to keen venom in my opinion Sure. Um, and the play style, I really could just see like a control attrition style. Cause if you look at all the different symbiotes, like all of them do some form of control, like they uh-huh. do like uh stunning or, uh, literally strapping them in place, uh, cornering them, uh, bullying them into a corner <laughs> and then just, yeah. um, but I think the one that I think would be super cool is that you had like some sort of like, well, I don't know. You have like the, God, the ones that make up hybrid i can't think of the
1: names all of a sudden
0: uh, um, i'm not
1: a symbiote aficionado i think oh. they're cool but i'm, I'm not that, that's fair. not my that's not my marvel
0: <laughs> that's fair uh but there's like there's like a couple of like there's like four symbiotes or something like that that make up hybrid if you just had yeah. like four three threats and then like once per game you could just merge them all together to make hybrid who turns out to be like a what like an eight threat model uh, but that's like the only way you get him is you have to have all three and they have to spend like some sort of like crazy resource or tactic card to turn into hybrid Nice. that would be super dope. Uh, I love transforming themes in the game. It's super fun. Give me banner and Hulk.
1: <laughs> right. Don't don't make him mad. <laughs> don't make him mad. You won't like I mean, him. like how
0: cool would it be if you just had like a Bruce banner that like when you dazed him, he transformed into Hulk.
1: Oh, that would be super cool. I mean, you could do it like a two threat. I, I don't know. Like, right? Like, we just make broken stuff for this game. But like a two threat level banner. It turns that into and an eight
0: threat. Turns into like a
1: six threat Hulk, <laughs> and he's like a four threat overall. Your,
0: like your, your opponent, <laughs> your opponent would never daze him. Like. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, but we were talking about this actually at the the game store last week. Is like how cool it would be to have like a banner that turns into Hulk or something like that. It's just like your opponent would never daze him. Like there'd have to be some sort of incentive or way to that. You could like hurt him to get him to daze. Like it'd be super hard to do balanced. But anyways, you know, anything else you want to cover? I think we're pretty much talked out and covered up.
1: This was fun. This was fun for the, uh, the core secures and then, uh, moving to the extracts next week. Absolutely.
0: All right. As always, we have been the Rogue Agents, and you have been the Listener. Perfectly balanced. As all should be. Maximum effort. In this world, there's no surrender. He's out of line, but he's right. What the hell is Mucky? You don't
1: like a fair fight. I think you're wrong. Which part?
0: All of it. think you're the only superhero in the world? Touche.